What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the villain Marty Scurll and you are listening to Behind, no sorry, what was it? Me and my friend Mark, we're gonna stop watching. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Behind the Gorilla. And, um, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, a lot of AEW stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff going on in wrestling right now. Uh, right now, Harris, and um, yeah, that's what we're going to mm-hmm. talk about today. Okay, for a change. Just, I know. Just current events this time, unlike most episodes we do these days. Right, exactly. Um, I don't even know. Where do you want to start? Mm-hmm. Oh, you called it. Let's start with that. Let's, uh, we're going to start with that? It's because it cracked me up. Oh, Chris Jericho comes out to the ring and is just instantly... <laughs> This whole segment was cracking me up because, like, I genuinely – maybe if I had just started watching, I would have seen it coming. But I hadn't thought about it until you were like, no, well, what's going to happen is he's going to come out next week and say, well, you know what? I have to get one more match. So if you beat me, then I'll retire. And I was like, oh, no, they're going to do that. And then they did. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. There really isn't much to say. I feel like we said it all last week. I just want to point out that you did absolutely call it um, mm-hmm. immediately, and it's it is very funny. Here's the thing, Mark. What what do we want to happen here? Because we do. We I have don't want anything. I, the, so I you guess, know what I want to happen? This can double as an all out preview. I guess that'll be the the thread that uh, yeah, strings this thing if, together. Is there even a full card yet? I don't, I don't even feel like there's a full card still. I still feel like well, we only know be, like four matches. We'll just predict what's going to be on the show then. See, that's <sighs> that'll work. I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up. I'm gonna see if what I can sucks find is a it's card. on Sunday night, so we it's won't awful. even be able to record a recap. Too. And I'm gonna miss it too, most likely, mm. which is frustrating because my uh, my buddy's coming in to town next weekend because uh, his girlfriend's brother lives here i think so like their whole family's coming out like to visit for something i I forgot what's going on there's some event going on and uh he's coming out and the braves are in town they're playing the rockies oh Uh, sweet and so um i'm going with them to the game on sunday now now it's at one it like it's an afternoon game but i don't know what's going on Mm -hmm. after that and i'll probably like hang out with with them afterwards um Right. And so, yeah, it really sucks. It, it's really poor. T- I really thought that it was going to be on sat on a Saturday. And uh, yeah, when I found that, well, I was like, you got to be kidding. The this, thing this is, I, I complain about that. But if it were on Saturday, uh, I would miss it because Georgia is playing Clemson. to start true. The season Saturday night. That's a good so. point, too. That is a good point, too. Um, but anyway, that's that's just a little disappointing. But yeah, we're we'll we'll be a little late to the all out recap. I don't know. Maybe we'll have time on on on, on Monday to record. Who knows? But uh, anyway, that's neither Ew. here nor there. Um, Who does know? Uh, OK, so actually, real quick, before we talk about that, I just want to real quickly mention NWA because this is a big weekend for NWA. Two pay-per-views back to back days like that's nuts. Mm. What the what they did, they did that uh, all all female pay-per-view i think it was uh friday night and um or no or was it sat no it no it was saturday it was last night i think it 
was last it night. It was last because, night. Yeah. And um, so that's pretty cool. Apparently it's sold out and apparently it did really well and got, got a big buzz. I, I didn't watch it. Again, we've been, <laughs> I was going to say, I feel bad. Maybe we should watch. We've been very um, slacking on NWA, which I feel bad about. But um, it's just it's not on YouTube anymore, so it's just harder. <laughs> no, I can. Bl- I'll I'll blame it on work getting busier. I'll, I'll yeah, well, me too. Too. yeah, because now sports are back full, and I'm covering three sports simultaneously. So yeah, that that's my excuse. But that happened. Apparently, it was uh, it was a successful show. So good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear yep. that. It's all positive stuff. I I heard coming out of that show. So that's awesome. That's that's good good for them apparently that was all mickey james she was in basically the head of that so props to her for sure for for putting on that show i i I saw it was it was chelsea green it was her time to shine she won whatever the big thing was i don't know what the matches were but good good for them um and then their uh 73 uh nwa 73 show is tonight we're recording this sunday afternoon or sunday evening oh, so cool. it's it's happening i think right now okay um, well hang on let me see i i should know who's on the card well the, the title match is uh nwa it's trevor murdoch yeah, yeah but right? okay i didn't realize this <laughs> it's a trevor murdoch career on the line match <laughs> oh no oh dear well i look sorry trevor. i'm not as mad Whoops. about this one because i legitimately see this as like this is trevor murdoch's last match and um yeah. So that's fair. Like again, this this is a situation where it makes sense. We'll get to that in a minute. But <laughs> we'll um, get to that. Okay, hang on. So here's here's the card. So 12th man battle royal to determine the uh, NWA national title number one contender. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yep. Um, Tyrus, masked man, and Jordan Clearwater versus the Pope, Audison, and Paro. Yeah, cool. I I don't, I don't um, know who half of those people are. I know Tyrus uh, Tom and Latimer, Pope, but I was gonna say, just to give you look, I, I like NWA, I respect the product. Just to give you some indication of where Tyrus is in his career right now, one of my coworkers who is a who is a lovely person, but is about fifty five years old, came up to me the other day and said, "Hey man, I heard a, I heard a, I heard Tyrus has a big match coming up," and I was like, "What are you? Oh right, because he wrestles for NWA." said yeah he does a show on fox news and he was talking about it and i was like yeah that that tracks that's yeah he's that's he's big a, time he's wrestling a, right he's there. been on fox he's been a fox news he's been on like years a couple years now. yeah yeah so that's right so he's you know he's really going places hey, uh okay him, tom latimer out, but uh tom latimer versus crimson versus tim storm that, that sounds, sounds like a awesome triple threat that sounds like a yeah, banger that'll be right good there. The women's title match. So this is what Chelsea Green won. The women's yeah. title match is Camille versus Chelsea Green. Yeah, yeah, so I just saw that. It was a number one contender like type match. So that'll yeah. be that'll be a great match too. Yeah, uh, Mickey James versus Kylie Ray. I'm not sure what the story is there, but that'll probably be pretty you're, good. You're, you're a big Kylie the Ray ta- fan. Woo! <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. No, because like you know who, who that is, right? I, I know who this is. Okay. Just making sure. Gonna get into that. We're not going to get into that. Make sure. Okay, the tag team titles, Aaron Stevens and Kratos versus La Rebellion. I like Aaron Stevens. So that'll probably be good. I don't know the rest of people in that match. That's fine. Sure. National title is Chris Adonis versus James Storm. That'll, that'll be, be good. Yeah. And then the heavyweight title is Aldis versus Trevor Murdoch. So, yeah, yeah that's – It's not a bad card. When – here's a question. When is anyone ever going to beat Nick Aldis? Because – Rick Flair, baby. Period, like, 
there was a period like last year where you could say, oh, well, yeah, they have a lot of up and coming talent. Yeah. And then it all got signed to AEW or yeah. Impact. So now yeah. he's going to end up holding it for like 10 straight years because they just don't want to give it to anybody else. Yeah. They should give it to Ric Flair. They should have a crazy. They give it to Ric Flair. Literally. I would start pull a David Arquette situation. Pull a David Arquette scenario and somehow Ooh, get good. get it to uh, Ric Flair. I would start watching NWA on a weekly basis and paying for it if every time Charlotte Flair had a title change to like get one closer to her dad's record, Ric Flair would win back and lose the NWA <laughs> championship just so he could keep saying like he could outpace her. That would that be, would be talk Ric about Flair your Monday move. Night War. I know. That would be well, that's awesome. what I. Because they're, they're so transparently like sprinting through her career to get to that point, which yeah. is why she's constantly winning the title, losing it on Raw or the next pay-per-view, and then winning it back two months later, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, come on, Rick. Yeah. Come on. um, Come on, Smashing Pumpkins. Make it happen. Let's go. Yeah, but anyway, this is not a – again, this match, this whole card is already over by the time you're listening to this, so it doesn't really <laughs> matter us talking about it. I just wanted to give a shout-out to him. Because I still respect them enough to at least do that. Um, Okay. So. I finally. Let's see. All out. Do you want to talk about Dynamite first. And then talk about All Out card potentially. Uh, Talk about Dynamite and Rampage first. We probably should do that. Go in order. Okay. So let's talk about another terrible Dynamite. Um, (laughs) It has just been back to back garbage Dynamites. uh, Which is just. uh, It's just so frustrating man. AEW, like, they're they're right in the zenith of, like, this amazing stuff going on and then just utter garbage at the exact same time. It's a very strange dynamic right now going on in AEW, at least for me. For all the, all you dumb internet people that just eat up everything and think everything AEW does is great, uh, y'all annoy me. But, um, no, because it, it's not right now. It's not. You got CM Punk back. That's amazing. That's an all-time classic moment that will be remembered forever. And it's overshadowing the garbage that is going on right now in AEW. Um, Okay, so the match is real quick. Uh, Orange Cassidy wrestled Matt Hardy. That was a fun match. It was fine. Um, They've trying to been building they've tried they tried to build that feud ever since they just abruptly stopped the Christian and Matt Hardy feud um, to put him in the title match. And, um, you know, it's fine. Cassidy got to be Orange Cassidy, and, you know, that's always going to be fun to watch. Uh, <sighs> then Chris Jericho came out. Tell us and how you we've really talked about Mike. this segment. It's AEW has taken an angle that had a ton of steam behind it, was very fun, and they have just made it the most boring, dumb lowest stakes match possible trying to overhype it which has been a problem with AEW and we've mentioned it several times before now it's Mm -hmm. been a while since they've fallen into this trap so I'll give them credit for that but I I I called I called it Harris I called it two weeks ago I I I knew it's just it's just so obvious it was so obvious And I don't know what the point is of this. Like, because this was the most frustrating part of the whole thing is it wasn't needed. You had the buildup. No. Just have their match Mm -hmm. at All Out. The final labor of Jericho. He finally gets back to MJF. You had it. 
maybe you could even put in a stipulation or something at that point. But like it was there. And then they're like, no, we're just going to wrestle yeah. on dynamite two weeks before. It's like, why? And then MJF beats him clean, makes him tap in the ring. And you're like, why? And you're like, okay, well now there's nowhere for this to go because it's done. He just beat him clean. What is the good guy going to say? And there's only one thing. And it was very obvious. And that's yep. what they're doing. Jericho's like, well, and I, I, I was so sad that I realized if I can't do this, then I don't deserve to wrestle. And you're like, oh my gosh, we're doing it again. And look, this is, this is an angle. The career match thing works sometimes, but there has to be very specific circumstances around it for it to work. Uh, primarily, it has to be the end of someone's career, clearly, and then it works. There's only two to me. I, I know it, it's happened several times back in the past, like 70s and 80s, like like this, you know, this that's always been a thing. But the only two, only two times to me is it really worked. And it was Ric Flair and it was Shawn Michaels. Those are the only two that I think have really been able to pull this angle off where it wasn't stupid. And it was brilliant both of those times. I mean, the Ric Flair-Shawn Michael match is one of the greatest mm. matches of all time. It's one of the best WrestleMania moments ever. I think we both had it in our top 10 WrestleMania moments. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's perfect, perfectly done. And it's, you know, Ric Flair was what, 50 something, he was like 50 something, you know, it, you know, into the career, clearly, obviously, you yeah. know, he, he has done more stuff since then, but for all intents and purposes, that was pretty much his end of main, you know, like it, it was the, it was still the end of his like week in and week out wrestling career, regardless. Um, mm-hmm. And then the Shawn Michaels thing was just one of the best built up things ever because it was built up for an entire year of him wanting to wrestle The Undertaker again. And that was built up perfectly and then it was executed perfectly. And aside from Saudi Arabia, which we don't talk about, he, he you know, he was done. Right. <sighs> Harris, does anything in your mind think Chris Jericho is done wrestling? Any part of you at all, even an ounce? So the only thing that would make me even like pretend to suspend my suspension of disbelief for this match is that like Shawn Michaels could have continued to go for several more years when sure. he retired. Yes, he definitely could. But that's it. But well, so here's, here's but it was that. also a setup well, where it was WrestleMania. It was the undertake, like yep. the, the setup around mm -hmm. it lended yeah. itself to that. Well, and we'll, we'll talk in, I can talk about other aspects of this angle too in a second, but like the fact <laughs> that he he leads into this by saying if i lose then i'll just go do commentary forever and you're like no 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 no, no. you should not do that if yep. you retire you yep. shouldn't well i mean I, i'm I like fine with that because like i love him guest i love him on commentary i don't mm, i love him mm, i love him as I a commentator mm, um now i will say this i love him as a heel commentator Pretty much spe like specifically like during the pan during the lockdown when he was doing commentary with Tony Schiavone. That was my favorite <laughs> announcing duo since Tony and Bobby the Brain, like 100 percent. Mm. Like I absolutely love him as like the heel commentator, uh, the heel commentator. So I'm fine with that. But uh, um, which I I'm going to talk about, too, uh, with Rampage. He totally is the face commentator now, and it's very strange. But um, uh, 
it's the stupidest thing. It's AEW, and I've said it multiple times. AEW needs an adult in the booking meeting sometimes. Mm-hmm. Someone to be like, mm-hmm. no, I yep. understand you're this super excited. Oh, we're making it the biggest deal ever. And it's like, no, you're not. You're making it stupid by <clears throat> going overboard with it. Such as yep. Cody not so being you... able to wrestle for the title against. Such as the Young Bucks saying if they lose, they're never going to wrestle for the title. Like, these are just so stupid yep. stipulations now, that just are so thing, unbelievable. I would... Well, and I would argue that the Cody thing has paid off because he has gone on to tell other stories and play a different role in the company True, that I'm fine with. And I think True. you could argue that was a good way to set the tone and say, listen, I know like we're all here, but this is not going to be like Hulk Hogan in TNA where he's still in the main event picture. Like I'm going to I'm going to step back and maybe I'll come back like at some point and we're working in the story. But like. I'm going to do other stuff here. I was yeah. fine with that. The Bucks thing we've talked about, that's the worst thing that's like the oh, worst gosh. high profile decision that AEW has made yet. Still, yeah, yeah, like their yeah. feud with FTR after like three years of build was was terrible. Was but awful. here's the thing, because you talk about those two great retirement stipulations. Mm-hmm. No offense to poor Trevor Murdoch, who had a great career as you're listening to this, I'm sure. But um. <laughs> Those two angles you talk about with Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair, they were a long time coming. Yeah. Like, and there was a reason for them to happen and a reason for them to be a retirement match mm-hmm. that made sense, built over time, and, and played and made them made them a more sympathetic character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like with Ric Flair, like that's that is genuinely like I mean they're both great WrestleMania moments. The Ric Flair one is one of my favorite WrestleMania moments of all time because he is there talking about like the, the storyline going into that match is Vince McMahon is like, look, I want this guy out. I'm sick of him. The next match you lose, you're fired. Mm -hmm. And he has to go on this run where he just keeps stealing win after win after win. And finally Vince McMahon is like, all right, that's it. I'm picking the, the thoroughbred stallion in my company, Shawn Michaels to put you down once and for all. Yep. And then he does it. Like, that's a great story. And obviously with Shawn Michaels, like the build, first of all, you have their incredible match the year before that at WrestleMania, his match with The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And then you have a storyline. Like, I mean, I guess like the the first big shot of it was in the Rumble where he wants to win the Rumble, which means a yeah. few weeks before that, that was my Roy he Rumble. was talking about. Yeah, it was awesome. A few weeks before that, he was talking about winning the Rumble. And that was go. his last chance to have that yeah. title match at WrestleMania because Undertaker was the champion. Exactly. And it, it was integrated into the story from minute one. And, yep. and for months, you had this build that pays off at WrestleMania. What didn't happen is Shawn Michaels lost a match to The Undertaker fair and square. Oh, I don't know, 14, 17, 20 days before WrestleMania and said, right. well, if I don't win, then I don't want to wrestle anymore. Right. Like, how do you have this stipulation for who's supposed to be this huge baby face against the biggest heel in your company that makes him look like the biggest Cry loser, baby. the biggest spoiled brat mm-hmm. in the company? Yep. Yes. Like what? You, you lost, dude. He didn't, he, and he lost clean. It wasn't even like a cheating just, loss. Yeah. Like you're just. Guess what? Like, I, I guess you're just going to have to be kind of an upper mid card guy now. And if you can't handle that, then maybe you should quit. Like, I don't. Yeah. He had so much sympathy and he had such a strong baby face build. And now it's all gone because yep. he's just being this petulant brat. 
yep. who can't stand the fact that he's not like an A-list wrestler anymore. And and it's on top so of stupid. that, on top of that, we just saw this match. And this is now happening mm-hmm. twice because we just well, saw Christian and Kenny Omega wrestle. And now we're seeing it again. It's like, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. It's going full WWE, man. Well, here's what I was about to say. Like, the only reason I can think of for, for shotgunning the Jericho MJF quote-unquote final labor and making it the main event of Dynamite is if you're kind of doing an Eric Bischoff thing and saying, okay, well, the TV ratings sure. are ultimately more important than the pay-per-view buys. But here's the thing. You just do that. And then have MJF cheat to win. And then you can say, okay, well, we're actually going to do it for real at All Out. And then Jericho can put his career on the line in order to convince MJF to have another match without looking like a big baby. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do that. They just had him lose clean. Yep. So, like, what are we – here's the thing. You could even do that and say this is the final labor and then have MJF cheat to win and then say, okay, well, now there's going to be a sixth labor and just continue the story you already have instead of having it reach its conclusion and then say, oh, and also again, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's dumb and it's bad. And I don't know, like there's not a gimmick for this match. Is there, it's just that this is it now. Like they think that this weird storyline angle is enough. And And I'm 100% buying MJF. Who's like, why would I want to do this again? This is like I keep I beat yeah. you three times. Well, I've, well, the one the one thing that I did like about this angle is that it, it it shows like an actual character to MJF to where he's like, I know I shouldn't do this, but the temptation to be the right. man who finally sure, retires sure. Chris Jericho is too much for his ego. To yeah, handle. and that's fine. That's a great like heel motivation, and yeah. that works. That's yeah, fine. that's fine. But I just. Yeah, I, I don't understand. It's it, not interesting at all. Like, like there's no interest. I'm be... sure the match will be fine, well, but like, I don't care. I don't because this is the thing. The only way well, I care thing. about this yep. is if MJF wins, because I don't care if Jericho wins, because ultimately Jericho should not win this feud. The feud was won by MJF. He's the person who needs to win this feud, and he's win, won all the matches. And then yep. you're going to literally pull the rug out from under him yep. in this feud and give it back to the 50 year old Chris Jericho, who he's constantly beat that now at the end. It's yep. the stupidest booking I've ever seen, and I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. Well, this is the first thing, time man, I'm like, okay, Jericho, you're Jer- an idiot here. And this mm. is the first time I've thought mm. that since he's been in AEW. A stupid idiot. He is a, a stupid, stupid idiot, idiot, you might say. Well, here's the thing. I don't even – I'm going to be annoyed if he loses. Not really because like, oh, Chris Jericho's retired. That's sad. It is sad. But because that's a stupid way for Chris Jericho to retire. Yes, it is. When he as a performer and as a wrestler should be the third name on that list when we talk about great retirement matches yes. 10 years from now. Yes. Whatever it, he ends up doing. Like it should, it should be that. And if it's like on – 17 days notice Mm -hmm. in this dumb feud that he's already lost definitively, which is why he's going to win. The only thing, here's the thing. They won't do this. And I don't know if they could pull it off if they tried, but the only way I can see this being really satisfying to me personally is if they were actually able to pull off a double turn like WrestleMania 13 style where Jericho like MJF busts out a lot of great moves. Mm -hmm. Jericho cheats blatantly. MJF fights back really valiantly and like doesn't cheat at all because he wants to retire Chris Jericho clean. And then Jericho ends up cheating even more and then wins. But But then that would be stupid because you'd be cutting the legs out of your biggest heel. 
But, well, then, you know, the argument is, okay, well, now Jericho can be a heel and we'll flip MJF in another like six months or a year or whatever. Like, I think they could book their way around that, but they're not going to do that. Chris I don't Jericho's want them just to do win that. and be like, hooray. Like, it's, it's stupid. Yeah. And, and all the fans will cheer because AEW fans right now are as stupid as WWE fans. I'm sorry. They are like, they, there's, there's an, enough of them. It's the young bucks cheering fans and people like that who Ugh. are giving those matches five stars. <laughs> there's enough of these idiot fans right now and they're getting more. I don't understand. AEW fans are getting dumber. And I'm not sure why. I'm not well, sure if they're here, just getting I, brainwashed I with like the stuff like CM Punk coming back and all these great things that they're doing. I don't know, but it's just like they will I, eat it up. They're gonna eat up the stupid Jericho thing, and I don't. And and it's just gonna make my me mad. theory. So my theory is that it, it's because WWE is. <laughs> you're gonna have a hard time believing this, Mark. It's getting stupider. Like it is. Wow. Okay. And I say that as somebody who has con- like, if not watched it on a regular basis, continues to follow it. And even I, even I, Mark, the, wow. the WWE Mark of the podcast, I'm like, man, are you, are you kidding? Here's the thing, dude. Here's the thing. I'm not tuning in to watch a show where Bobby Lashley and Charlotte Flair are champions. I'm never doing it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to tune in to watch a show where they're like, hey, Becky Lynch, the biggest star in the company is back. And we're going to use her to squash Bianca Belair and we're going to turn her heel. Yeah. Because guess what? It's not going to work. Nope. It's, it's not. Nope. It's not going to work. I like the idea of Bianca Belair feuding with like all of the horsewomen because I think she's really good and like has a great future ahead of her. But it's not going to work. Mm-mm. And then you have a company where every single one of the world champions is a heel and only one of them is is doing it at a high level. And that's Roman and everybody yeah. else is just treading water and they're releasing a dozen people every month. And now the report has come out that like, hey, you know how the best thing in WWE for years has been NXT where they took like this up and coming like you know former athlete like pro football player talent and combined it with like the gods of independent wrestling and put on these really great shows every few months yep. yeah we're going to scrap all of that we're going to cut almost everyone and we're going to focus on on hiring bodybuilders and football players and teaching them how to wrestle the WWE world nice so we're going back to and 2005 like they just exactly they're like hey let's just reset the clock on everything that like we did that showed Harris Wilson how cool professional wrestling can be. And let's just make it the John Laronitis show again. Like what, what WWE in 2009, can we just create that again? Exactly. Nice. Cool. Let's do that. So, I, so all that to say, I genuinely believe that a lot of like hardcore AEW marks who refuse to acknowledge anything wrong with this company are just doing it because they have an emotional investment in this wrestling company because they're mad at WWE. Which, which is I fair. I understand but that completely. Right. This is a dumb move. But yeah. but look, uh, as much I, as I – NXT, man. I'm, I'm yeah. sad about that. But Yeah, that does suck. But yeah, no, look. But anyway, and again, this isn't all bad. about just bashing AEW because I love AEW. I watch it every week, and I think uh, the majority of the stuff they do is really, really great. But when they do these brain-dead stupid things, I'm sorry, and I'm going to harp on it because it's dumb and not enough people are talking about how dumb it is. It makes me feel like Jim Cornette, and I hate that. But uh, uh, but I'm not going to lie. He's been right about a lot of this stuff. Um, I couldn't believe uh, – sidebar – I can't believe how much he loved the punk return. Like he 100% loved it. Every single aspect of it. I was like, wow. Okay. Fair enough. That's nice. Um, anyway. Uh, okay. There's not anything more to say about this Jericho thing. It's just dumb. And that's it. One Um, more, one more thing. And I called it. So ha, one more thing just to steer us off the road. 
sorry, one more thing to steer us off the road for half a second. Imagine if CM Punk came back and cutting his promo, he was like, "If I and if I can't beat Darby Allen, then I'll re-retire from wrestling." <laughs> At that point, uh, it would just be funny. That that would honestly be incredible. That would but be, yeah, that would be funny. That would be funny. Anyway, uh, let's keep let's keep rolling. Right. We talked about this for a long time. <laughs> We've had the tag team championship tournament. Um, which is fine because again they they're not booking any stories right now so they just uh, tournament um and which again I like tournaments but this is a cop out tournament because they had no stories going on and um Lucha mm-hmm. Brothers Varsity Blondes fun I I like that Varsity Blondes are getting more of a rub because I think they're good I'm, and I like watching them I'm digging the Varsity Blondes I, I like do. that they're like they're basically like a spirit squad but they're good right and that's well, fun. well I they're like, like a like classic they're, not a joke. they're 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 a classic mid eighties white meat baby face tag team but yeah. like they can yeah. pull it off and, it, and it's fun and they're and they're great yeah so i like them so that was a fun yeah. match um obviously lucha bros are gonna win um which is i mean <laughs> well, which yeah. is fine but but that was fun um that was a fun segment and then um and we'll talk about the the finals uh which happened on rampage um in, in a minute but um uh there was a women's match i'm sorry i don't care about jamie hater and red velvet um they're they're both fine, but I didn't care. Uh, and okay, so then Punk came out to talk. Um, it, it was fine. I, I didn't think it was great, and I thought this was the first time because uh, I mean we talked about it at length last week. I mean Punk's return was perfect. Everything about it was perfect. Him on the mic was perfect. It was all awesome. This week, I felt like he wasn't quite as good as he was. The previous one. Um, again, it wasn't bad, but just it was all over the place. It was very disorganized. He very much did not care about anything that he was saying. And it was just about acknowledging everything, which is fine. You know, it, it's fun for the fans there. I totally get it. Um, he really made light. He, he made a couple of uh, good comments with Darby Allen when he talked about how he would have been his favorite wrestler when he was growing up. That was great. Um, some of that stuff. And then he just kind of forgot all about his feud and was just talking about the crowd for a while. And then, and then just decides to just tease a Daniel Bryan coming to AEW and just completely undercut the entire match and moment. Cause then that's the only thing anyone talked about this entire promo from afterwards. And I was very frustrated with that because I don't think that this match deserves to be undercut. And I don't think you need to be talking about a future big time person coming in when you just had CM Punk coming in. Like, let that breathe for a moment. We all want Brian Danielson in AEW. We're all excited about that. But, like, let it breathe for a moment. I know Harris doesn't care, and he thought this was all perfect, but it was, it it just, it didn't need to, it just didn't need, we didn't need this right now. Like, you have a little enough build for this all-out pay-per-view. You need to focus on this right now. You have two, you have, like, a week and a half, like, Make it matter, and it did not. Not in this promo at all. And so, yeah. it just, it, it wasn't bad, but it was not, I didn't think it was that great. I uh, I mean, we, we talked about this at length, like, separately, not on the show. But, I, yeah, I think you're the only person on the planet who feels this way, which I is am. fine. That's I'm the only person that's who wants Darby Allen to win, the, too. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But, like, yeah, I... <sighs> I just think he's like he's happy to be back in front of a crowd yes. again. He's happy yep. to be cutting a promo again. And if yep. he feeds off that energy, like 
I would rather you have a guy who responds to the things fans are saying and is just cutting it kind of loose and shooting from the hip than, than somebody who's sticking really rigidly to a script. That's what we expect. I understand from a guy that. Like That's Punk. not That's what I'm what we saying. Well, no, but so like the Daniel Bryan thing, like that doesn't bother me because I know we still have another week like to ramp up the intensity on this feud and a feud, by the way, which is going to be this is not going to be a blood feud like this is sure. I don't want to call it an exhibition match because it's a big deal, but it is very much like face versus face, big name versus big name respect on both sides. We're going to get together and we're going to have a fight like that's the story. So there doesn't need to be all this animosity. Yeah, Daniel Bryan and Brian Danielson were trending on Twitter after this promo. But like nobody's going to be watching CM Punk and Darby Allen square off and lock up in the ring and think, wow, I really hope Daniel Bryan comes back tonight. Like that's not going to – I don't think it's going to take away from the feud as much as you feel like it did. I I, I feel like it I will admit did. I'm not – That's I'm the only clip I saw Allen from mark. this entire promo ever afterwards. That is the only thing. That you saw from this promo. Darby should have shown up. There should have been some sort of interaction. Not not fighting, obviously not that. But I want to see... they like It was so perfect the last time when he's sitting there up in the rafters. Like, that was perfect. Mm. That was great. You, you make it about well, him and about I... them. And when he's constantly not even a part of anything, and now you're teasing yeah. someone else, it's like, it's your, your whole thing of putting on, putting over this younger talent, you're, no, you're not. Not in that promo, you I... weren't. I think you're just getting hung up on what was very literally a throwaway line that the entire internet got yeah, a hold of. You have to be you have to be about. smarter than that, punk, because it's I, not. It was a throwaway line to you, and it wasn't to anyone else. I that doesn't bother me that much. I just still think, and maybe look, maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I feel like they still have time to put together something good on Dynamite this week that will be well, fun. not not and, if the past we'll two Dynamites have have been any indication we'll of anything. See. We'll see, but I mean, I to me that's as much on Darby Allen not being put in any position to feud with Punk. Has he has he said anything about really. CM Punk yet? Like, not really. Not really. See, I like, don't understand. I don't know what they're doing. So I don't it's know. So I don't blame Punk for that promo. I think it was still fun. Like I, I I told this to you separately when we were texting. The the takeaway for me is: look, I'm back. I'm happy to be back. I enjoy the crowd. I'm feeding off the crowd. I came back to wrestle guys like Darby Allen, and if I were a kid watching wrestling, he'd be my favorite wrestler. So let's go. And if I want to still prove that I'm the best in the world, it starts with beating guys like Darby Allen. And that, all of that, that, I think, makes perfect sense, and that's fine. Yes, yes. And I think he executed it well. And I, I think the fact that people are getting distracted by the Brian Danielson thing is not shouldn't be the takeaway for either like that's not his fault and it doesn't take away from the feud for me because again oh no it's 100% when they're standing punk's in the ring nobody's me? gonna be yes this is punk's fault he's the one who said it and it was definitely not planned right but i don't think that matters the fact that a lot of people said oh i can't wait to see daniel bryan because he talked about daniel bryan i don't think that's going to take away from the match i don't think it's going to take away from the moment when they lock up like i said I'm, Nobody's going to be thinking about Daniel Bryan on Sunday night. Now, listen, yeah. maybe they'll lose their heads completely and Daniel Bryan will come running out and form an alliance with CM Punk. Oh, boy. And they'll beat up Darby Allen. Like, oh, that would be terrible. That would but be bad. The other, I, the other thing, I guess the bigger problem, it's, it's, less, it's less this exact promo and it's more just kind of the whole thing. Like, you're just, I mean, look, we all know Punk's winning the match. Like, that's not in question. And, and because of that, you now have a problem <laughs> You have to deal with like you have to do everything you can to make this 
you know, to make people forget about that. Like, that's your goal. Hmm. You know, that should be your goal, especially when you have a match that's as obvious, quote unquote, as one like this. That's the goal now. And and the only way you can do that is by Darby Allen having Darby Allen do stuff. That's the only way you can do that. And they're not doing it. And so then when Punk is saying stuff like this, it's just further making it seem like this is 100% a stepping stone match. And it's not making... After that first announcement, it has not made Darby look that great. And obviously it doesn't matter ultimately because you're wrestling CM Punk in his first match back. So regardless, that's good and that's going to be beneficial obviously but i don't know i wish they would put just a little bit of effort into trying make it seem just a little bit of quote-unquote kayfabe effort just to make it seem like this is an actual contest because they have not done that at all yet (coughs) and that's just the part i'm frustrated about no and that's definitely fair and i hope this hopefully this week on dynamite they'll actually do that and like have them go face to face and Darby Allen will be like, Hey man, I don't think this is cute. And I don't appreciate you. Just, you know, like something make it feel like a fight. There has to be. And and I get it. It's, it's the, it's the biggest problem. It's the biggest difficulty with a baby face, baby face match is, is Mm -hmm. having that fire between the two. There has to be something there. It can't just be, Oh, it's fun. It's like, that doesn't work most of the time. Like there has to be something and punk has something. He's coming back. So he's got, stuff to prove can he go again well what's darby's angle because so far there's not one it's just he was the guy punk picked and so now what like what's what how's it personal for darby Mm -hmm. and there's not been any of that and it's just like you're running out of time guys and it i I honestly think it's 100 a rock wrestlemania 27 scenario where they're just like we have punk (laughs) back we don't care which again is fair because it's true but I don't know. As someone who's a big fan of Darby Allen this whole time, it's just frustrating to see him just be literally pushed away to the side, even in his own match. So I hope they do something. I hope they do something on uh, on Dynamite or Rampage because so far yeah. they haven't even given him a, like a real promo segment or a video segment mm-hmm. really or anything like so. They something they they got to do something with this. Yeah, I don't. I'm curious. I. Are they going to have Sting do anything? Is he going to say anything? Is he going to be so. there? Is he just Oh, he's going to be there. Um, okay. But yeah, right. no, he's so going to be there. Gonna be hanging out. Yeah, but which again, I'm I'm kind of fine with Sting kind of letting like not really interfere, you know, the kind of letting it be about Darby, but someone's got to say something at some point and you know, they yep. have one more week, so I just I hope they do something, but Anyway, um, so yeah, it's less less about the exact this exact promo, and it's more just kind of the whole scenario. But um, anyway, um, yeah, we talked about that a long time. Uh, so speaking of that, we did get Darby to uh, to wrestle. He wrestled again with Moxley and Kingston, and they wrestled uh, the 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 Job Squad. I'm gonna call them, I guess. Um, I. I didn't pay much attention to this match, so I'm glad you said that because that's probably why. I was it's, like, oh, these guys are not. It's fine. Just It's a six-man, high-paced match, you know, and that's sure. that's all it was. Yeah. And I mean, they I'm gave a, Dar- I'm you a know, big they, fan of Dynamite's new. I mean, they gave Darby the win, here. you know, so he's, get, you know, he, he gets the win. But then he immediately got attacked afterwards by Daniel Garcia out of 2.0. Mm. And then he now he's beat up after the match. It's like, you're not helping. Like, the, no. What are you doing? Yeah, you're having him get unfocused. beat up right before. Like I just, uh, 
And I know they're doing that because they're wrestling on yeah. Rampage on Friday. But it's like, I just, I just don't understand. I don't understand what they're doing. So, like, you know Darby's going to lose. So why are you making him? Anyway, I mean, he got the win. You know, he mm-hmm. got the pin win. But I, I don't understand the, the thinking right now. Um, yeah, it, it's pretty unfocused. I will say I, I'm a big fan of the recurring Dynamite segment. John Moxley yells at somebody from Japan in an empty storage room <laughs> that they've been doing for a few weeks yeah. now. That's very funny. That is fun. I barely know who he's talking about half the time. Like, I only know two or three big Japanese right. wrestlers in New Japan. Right. So it's just every week he's just real mad because he sent somebody a contract and the wrong Japanese dude signed it. So now he's going to have to kill that guy or whatever. I don't know what he's talking about, but he's real intense and it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is fun. It is fun. Uh, all right. Then we had Christian and Kenny Omega in a segment, which was terrible again. And this is just the most boring, bland feud of all time. And nobody cares. Or I guess the AEW dummies care. But um, do you do you think this has got well, one would it would it change your opinion on this at all if he just squashes Christian and all out in just in terms of like long term storytelling for AEW specifically? No. And what do you think the chances are that they do that? Because to me, that again is a way of saying, okay, Christian, like TNA wanted a guy that's reliable and has name recognition. Then how you do you explain the loss while. last week, two weeks ago, whatever it was? How do you explain that? And they tried to cheat. I mean, like, he and everything. beat him that time, and then he got mad and came back and beat him it's just a rocky movie narrative it doesn't make that much sense but it's just a fun story that now he's mad now he's mad because he got too cocky and he lost his edge and lost two of his belts and now he's killing they haven't framed it it as that like if they were framing as that that would be one thing but they're not doing that they they haven't done that like i didn't even think about that so you just said that and i was like oh yeah that would kind of make sense but they haven't even done it like so much so that i didn't even think about it it's 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 just it's I mean, look, aren't they look, trying to like yeah I don't know what they're trying to do look the match will be fine like their last match was good like it, they put on a great match on mm-hmm. Rampage and I'm sure they will again because they're great but there's no story there, there's no heat there's no care and it's just like it, it's it's a similar thing where like okay we all know what's gonna happen and so how yeah. do you book around that and this. I mean, having him win, I guess, is a way to do it, but that almost makes it even more obvious for me. But it, it's yeah. it was just a bad okay, idea. Well, it's like I don't. I, I the the biggest problem is everything was set up with Hangman, and then he it wasn't going to be there. And instead of them being like, okay, you know what, let's pivot, let's maybe put a pin in that for a while and not harp mm-hmm. on that too much these months leading up to it and actually build a feud they're like no we're gonna keep doing this and then we're just gonna stop it and put christian in for no reason and then we'll go back to it when hangman comes back it's like that's Mm -hmm. dumb and it is dumb i don't know why they're doing that but okay here's so let me this is something i think i just kind of realized but it's it's in a similar vein to the jericho thing in the sense that like it's kind of all of the wrestlers backstage being marks for one another and not really thinking about Here's, so yep, an adult needs to be not present. really thinking about something, not really thinking about something that WWE thinks about. I would argue too much on the opposite side of the spectrum, which is the eyes of the casual viewer or mm-hmm. somebody like me who has never really followed like all of Christian's career or had any reason to care that much. Mm-hmm. Because the thing that they harped on like two episodes a row is like 
oh, yeah, when Christian was a young wrestler in Canada, Don Callis booked him for a show right. and then fired him. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I don't care. I don't, I don't care, care either. At all. No. How about this? How about instead of like doing your little BTE thing where you make a lot of like smarmy in jokes mm-hmm. and, and referencing history? How about you tell me a compelling story right now with these characters right yes. now? Yes. Instead of just alluding to things and showing me video packages of young Christian in 1995. Yes. I don't care about that. Give yep. me a – well, basically, I mean tell me the story that I just fantasy booked for myself like five minutes ago when I said just tell the story that now Kenny Omega is mad for the first time in like a year. Mm-hmm. And he's just going to kill him. And they haven't been doing that. Kenny's been unfazed that he lost these titles. Yeah, like completely unfazed. Well, it is the TNA title, but yeah, well, I sure, be, sure. But that's not compelling, right? I want him to be no. mad. Give him, let him be like a scary heel for a while because he's always the smart ass heel, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but instead, they're busy telling these like wink and a nod referential stories that reference things that happened in wrestling's past, and I do not care. No. I, I, I barely, I don't really, I've never had any reason to care about Christian because I didn't see any of his prime. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any of his secondary run either in TNA or in WWE. I haven't seen, I don't, I don't care. Just give me something better. Give me a reason to care about him now, not 25 years ago, but they're not going to do that. So yeah, don't, don't, don't really care to be honest. I I hope Kenny kills him. I don't think he will. He's not going to lose. That would be worse. I think we should both agree, but it's, yeah. it's all just it's just it, you have four pay-per-views you, you have four you yeah. have like three months yeah. for each pay-per-view that you have to build and this is what we're getting with all of mm-hmm. this like you, this is the yeah. worst booking the last few weeks have been the worst booking of AEW ever and it's funny how it's just all happening at one time and and but fortunately for them, they punk's back, so we can so we can matter. suck at booking because nobody will care, yep. and that's exactly what's happening. Um, yep. Um, which I guess I guess is good, but uh, the Gun Club wrestled the factory. I don't care. Big Show's wrestling QT Marshall shouldn't happen. Who cares? Oh, um, hang on. Okay, moving on. Mark, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to take time and my breath talking about it. Well, fine. You don't have to say anything. I just want to say this real quick. The more we talk about the card and how underwhelming some of these potentially marquee matchups are, the more I'm kind of perversely, like ironically excited for Big Show versus QT Marshall, because that's not, <laughs> like that's so terrible that I can't wait to see it. Uh... I don't care even a little bit like I'm not there's no reason for me to root for either of those people. No. And it's hilarious that they took like the two least interesting people on the roster and put them in a match on, like you said, one of their four pay-per-views. I, again, I, I ironically love this. Like, I'm, I'm genuinely more excited for this than I am Kenny Omega versus Christian. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why. It's kind of perverse. But anyway, let's keep going. What else? What well, else there's happened? only what one more we match. Got? We got the uh, main event of the century. Oh, yeah, here. The main, The I greatest like main event in the history of AEW right here. You got Malachi Black, big time free agent name coming in, killed Cody immediately. Just an absolute mm-hmm. scary dude who can just murder everybody on this roster. Fantastic character, yeah. fantastic wrestler, yeah. great entrance. You know, we talked about how, yeah. you know, great uh, introduction to the company, like 
they've been doing a great job. And so his thing is he's still mad at Cody, even though he's killed him for some reason. And so mm-hmm. he's going to he's mm-hmm. beating up all of Cody's uh, wrestling wrestling trainees. And um, so AEW thought it was a great idea to have Malachi Black wrestle Arn Anderson's kid in the main event of the pay-per-view in his first ever professional singles match. And they constantly just said, yeah, he's going to die by everybody. And then yet it was still the main event. And then they wrestled and he got some offense in for some reason. And then Malachi Black beat him and then beat up Arn Anderson. And then, or I think, did he beat up Arn Anderson? I don't remember. Uh, I didn't care. And then, and then uh, Lee yeah, Johnson yeah, yeah. No, came did, out and somehow chased Alistair Black away. <laughs> and and then that was the okay. end of the segment. And you're sitting here you're like, okay. So Malachi Black beat up a wrestler in his first ever singles match and an old man. Wow, how terrifying of an individual. And then he ran away from another jobber wrestler. Wow, we've really made Malachi Black look good. What the hell is okay. wrong with AEW? This was the worst okay. ending of a show I've, I've ever seen. And that includes WWE. This was the stupidest, most pointless thing that did not help anybody. And it hurt it literally nobody. This did not help Brock Anderson. Because if there's anything wrestle, or wrestling fans hate, it's people's kids being given spots they shouldn't be in. And AEW is starting to do that right now. And it's not helping anyone. It doesn't help the wrestler. It doesn't help anything. This was the worst thing I've seen from AEW ever. <laughs> okay, so I have some thoughts on this, and Good. you're gonna you're gonna think it's real dumb. Good, and then you're, I'm gonna bring you back around. So first of all, I I honestly I really liked this as the main event. I th- I was thoroughly entertained by it. I thought it was good for Brock Anderson in making him look like okay, he's a he's a brave kid. I didn't think there was too much nepotism involved there because I got a kick out of this, honestly. So here, here's the thing. First of all, let me back up for a second. I'm not offended by this being the main event because to me, this was the most interesting like story angle on the card that night. And I like I love a good work rate, but I don't care about that in and of itself. I would rather have something compelling happening in the main event that you build to for a whole episode then have some crazy impressive match because they have a lot of those that just on a technical level are really solid but i liked how coming into this match they were like yeah um brock anderson is is going to challenge malachi black and that's probably not going to go well but you know we're it's it's going to happen and i like that they kind of alluded to that all night they had a promo from malachi black they have a promo from arn anderson which was awesome that was great. I love that. Sure. I love that the interviewer is like, "Hey, uh, your son is going to fight this murder deer man. Uh, how do you do, do? You think he has a chance?" And Arn Anderson's like, "No, he doesn't have a chance. You know it. I know it. Everybody in the crowd knows it. He's going to get his head kicked into the third row. But you know, he's my son, and I love him, so I'm going to be there for him. We're going to do our best." I I thought genuinely, as somebody who has liked Cody for years but doesn't care about like all of his little friends in his in his training school. Nobody cares about Cody's little friends in his training I, school. None of us care. We all no, like Cody but, so, but this and nobody is, cares about this other stuff. All the stuff I just complained about with the Kenny Omega angle, I like that they're like, hey, here's a reason you should care about Arn Anderson because he's going to stick by his son and go out there and watch him die because he loves him. And you should like 
at least appreciate Brock Anderson as this brave babyface who's going to go out there and defend his dad's honor, even though he also knows he's going to die. And it makes Malachi Black look like a bigger heel when like you'd be tempted to cheer for him because he's got this really sick entrance and moveset. So then he beats up this kid who is clearly in over his head. Like you mentioned, he got offense in. I never felt like Malachi Black was threatened at all. Like no, he, he no, was no. trying stuff. But sure, sure. That that was a one way match all the way, and I'm fine with that. And just padding it out a little bit and having Brock try some stuff that's ultimately ineffective, but isn't just like a one punch knockout. But and then so what he did is, is he knocked him out. Arn Anderson got in the ring and was like, "All right, enough. Stop beating him up." Like he won the match. He went for the head kick again. Arn blocked it. That was he's a dumb. smart man. He might be old. No, I like that. He might be old, but like he's one of the greatest. He knows that this guy has one like great kill shot move. So he he can't like he blocks it. He counters it. And then Malachi Black's like, all right, that's fine. Kicks him in the beanbag and then hits him with the black mass and knocks sure. him out. I was fine with all of that. And then here's the thing, Mark. So up until this point, I was like, hey, I liked all that. I thought that was good. I, I like the story. I like that it like makes Malachi Black look worse. I was all for that. That was one of the things I was most into in the show, frankly. Uh, and, and then I turned the TV off. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't realize that he got chased away by Lee Lee Johnson. Is yep. that his name? Yes, it is. <laughs> That's terrible. Yes. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And that does retroactively. If I had seen that, would make me like that entire thing a lot less. But I didn't see it happen. So. It was Look, it's so Lee dumb. Johnson had didn't he have a perfectly fine match against Miro? A few yes, weeks he ago? did. Yes, he did. Yeah. Great. OK, see, that makes sense. And like continue to build on that. Don't have him run off Malachi Black for crying out loud. That's no. terrible. Black should have Lee Johnson should have run in and and, and Alistair Black should have kicked him in the head. Knocked out. That's yeah. what should have happened. I don't know. Again, uh. they're just so stupid with certain little things. And you're like, how is this the same company that does all these other things so good and then now, mess does, up on some of these other things? Does Malachi funny. Black have a match at all? Out? No, that's OK. Here's a, that's fine. I was going to say, let him continue to simmer for a while. Build him up to something else. Don't rush him into it. Well, paper. they're going to do another that's match fine. with Cody at some point. Um, I'm sure that's, sure, where, that's, that's where that's going. But that's fine. Well, th- here's what I'm saying, I think, is like he's not at a point where he needs a like his storyline does not have a high profile pay-per-view match in it. Right. So don't just throw him on there for the sake of throwing him on. Sure, there. sure. Maybe he'll maybe he'll kill somebody else on the pre-show or something. I don't that know. Like probably if, if, will happen. If it leads to him killing Lee Johnson on the pre-show, then I'm fine with it. But otherwise, like don't one, don't have him do that ever. No. Not until he's actually started to build himself up a little bit more. And two, yeah, just don't don't put him don't force him on the pay-per-view. But yeah, I had no idea that happened until you told me that mm-hmm. just now. That's real stupid. <laughs> it is. Um, okay, so moving on to Rampage. Now, I missed this live because high school football season has started, so I was doing that. Mm. Um, but I watched it earlier today, and it was fine. It was way better than Dynamite. Um, Jurassic Express wrestled Lucha Bros in the finals for that tag team tournament. Again, you know Lucha Bros are going to win because Jurassic Express just wrestled for the titles two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which was, I mean, a great match, but was kind of dumb to do that then. But, um, mm-hmm. uh and that was great. They put on a great, there was a couple moments that weren't great where it was like, okay, they're setting up for this cool spot, but like the setup was like too much and you're like, okay, this is going on too long and I see you're clearly ramping up to something. Mm. You got to get there faster than that. So there's a, a couple of those little clunky things, but, um, and then of course there was like a million kickouts of great moves and, and finishers, which always is annoying, but, 
It was a really, it was a good match. The, the worst part about it was uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo was at this rampage, which is cool. You know, anytime you get that big mainstream crossover, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing WWE, I feel like, handles those situations really, really well. Um, you know, you show them in the crowd, maybe at the beginning of the show or in between a segment or something. You see them in the front row or whatever cheering and, and it's cool. You know, you yeah. mentioned it. Yeah. And then that's it. You know. Right. Harris, I'm not going to lie. They showed Giannis at least 27 times in this match <laughs> and mentioned him by name every single time. Mm. Like mm. non stop. And it was just like, dude, you're making yourselves look pathetic. Mm. Yeah, it's not ideal. We know he's there. You can see him. He's so tall. When he stands up, he's in the hard <laughs> cam. Like we know he's here. Right. You don't show him every three minutes and then mention him by name because you're making your company look like a little brother. Like it's making you look sad and desperate. Stop. It was so annoying, Harris. So it almost ruined the match where it was like, oh, there's Giannis again. Oh, my gosh. Just just stop. So that hurt the match um, as far as the presentation goes. But. But it was a good match. And Lucha Bros wrestling the Young Bucks in a cage at All Out is is really intriguing. So that'll be fun. I'm looking that's one of the few, you know, that and punk are probably the two things I'm looking to looking forward to the most with All Out. Even though I hate the Young Bucks. I think in a yeah. cage with Lucha Bros. Cause again, the best Young Bucks matches are when they're in some sort of no disqualification match because then all their BS doesn't matter. Right. Um, and that's fun. Yeah. So I think yeah. that'll be fun. And it also is only the third cage match in AEW. So that's still fresh. Yeah. Um, you have the Cody match at, at that I got to see in Atlanta. And then you had the blood and guts match. And then uh, this. And I think and those are the only cage matches. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but I'm almost 100 percent sure those are the only three cage matches. So so that'll be fun. Um, and that match was fine. Uh, Bunny wrestled Tay Conti. Yeah. Is fine, whatever. They're they're kind of trying to build up some stuff with like Penelope Ford and the Bunny as kind of heels working together or something. Because I think there's some sort of battle royal at All Out with the with the women. Um, so that's fine. That's gonna be, yeah. Okay, we'll talk about we'll we'll go quickly. We'll go over the All Out card when we're done. Because yeah, I have yeah. some thoughts on that. But we'll that's yeah yeah yeah. And uh, Kristen Cage and Frank Kazarian wrestled versus Kenny Omega and Brandon Cutler in a tag match. And that was fine. To be honest, that was kind of fun. I kind of like that, that they put Brandon Cutler in a tag match with Kenny Omega in the main event versus these guys. Now, it was dumb because I think Brandon Cutler's awful and I don't think he's funny at all and he just annoys me. But in theory, that idea is funny to me. And um, like I think Nakazawa is infinitely better at doing this than Brandon Cutler. Like inf like I wish it was Nakazawa because then, then I really would have loved this. Um I don't know. That's just kind of funny. It, it is what it was. It's fine. Um, you know, obviously, you know, obviously Christian pinned Brandon Cutler, but, um, <laughs> you know, no. it, it just, it, it's I... a filler, whatever. And it's kind of dumb, yeah. but I just, I, that part of the elite thing I think is funny where they'll like send these clearly inferior people into these big spots because mm -hmm. they just like, don't care. Like I, I, I do yeah. kind of think that's funny. Like in kayfabe, it, yeah, it yeah, works yeah. and it's very yeah. That I agree. Can one more just quick thought on this? I 
again, you talk about like AEW's booking flaw being sort of catering to themselves a little bit too much and getting a little too smart, yeah, a little bit too wink of a wink and a nod. Like I'm not a casual wrestling fan, but like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know like everyone's backstory. I haven't been right. watching Being the Elite for years or whatever. Yeah, Frankie Kazarian as the Elite Hunter might be the dumbest gimmick in professional wrestling. It today. had potential, that but it is, is turned. Sh- it's it's bad. That man is a chump. You can't have him run out there ten minutes late to every Elite beatdown mm-hmm. and then make no difference whatsoever. Right? Do you no. think a single person in like a single significant person in the Elite? Do you think Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks or even like Gallows and Anderson, if you count them, do you think any of them are threatened by Frankie Kazarian like at all? No. He is like he is one step away from being Sean Stasiak running into the wall every time he comes in. That's what he is right now. And that's kind of funny. But not if they keep treating him like, oh, it's Frankie Kazarian. Here he comes. He's not going to do anything. This man is not staying. This man is just this weirdo who's chasing the villains of the show to absolutely no avail. And I got to be honest, I thought it was a little weird at first. The longer it runs to me now, the funnier it gets because he's done nothing. And it's it's getting to be very entertaining despite their best efforts yeah and again it had potential (laughs) it's a good idea but then they just didn't do anything and it's like i feel bad for kazarian he deserves better than that but uh yeah you know that's where we are so you know it is what it is whatever um rampage was fine although i'm not gonna lie this episode of rampage felt like an episode of like superstars or something like that (laughs) it it, kind of did i mean you had you had the number one contendership match with the tag team match which was you know that was fun but Mm. everything else was you know it wasn't great but it was fine um it did a lot less damage than dynamite did so i guess i guess it still was better than dynamite um all right so i guess we can briefly just do this as our uh all-out preview um okay all right so let's I'm- just i just i found uh this just seems to have all the matches that have been announced so i guess we can just start from the order that this is in unless you have something you want to say first Oh no! Well, I'll 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 get to it whenever we get to the match that I was thinking about. Let's okay. just go. Um, real quick, this has nothing to do with anything, but I just have on Sunday Night Baseball, and it's the Oakland A's mm. and the New York Yankees, and ESPN on all the like nationally televised broadcasts. It's not the local teams broadcast, but the nationally right. ones. They have like that. They have like a green screen advertisement, like behind the batters, um, uh-huh. on the side. Well, the Oakland A's are wearing their Kelly Green uniforms, and so no. you can see the advertisement. Like now, it's faded, but it's superimposed. You can see it on the pitcher when he walks past that oh, green screen incre- thing. You can see it on their hat oh, and jersey, yeah. and it's hilarious. Oh, this is okay. I just changed that. I was watching the Falcons preseason game. That's <laughs> that's delightful. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, I find that very funny. So that is nothing. That is anything. I just funny. noticed it. Um, okay, so we'll start, I guess, with the title match. We got Kenny Omega, Christian Cage. I feel like we've already talked about this. We think it's stupid. really st- starting it's, at the top of the card. I don't okay. care. It's just, you know, there's nothing to say about this. It's dumb. There's nothing behind it. This The buildup is awful. There's there's no reason for this to be happening, um, and and the match will be good. I mean that's the takeaways from yeah. this. Like it'll be a great wrestling match, and yeah. there's no reason for it to happen. So it's stupid. Um, all right, CM Punk, Darby Allen, again, 
not much to say about this that we haven't said already. We're super excited about it. I think it's the perfect matchup for Punk in his first match back. Darby mm-hmm. can make him look like a billion bucks with the way he just gets his butt beat every time he wrestles. He, he, mm-hmm. he can bump like crazy for Punk. Punk won't even have to do anything. No, I mean, I mean, I don't know how I don't know how much Punk can go. I don't expect that he's lost a whole lot. His wrestling style lends itself to being able to go a long time. He's not a big flashy wrestler anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's perfect. Uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see if they do anything with Sting at all. I would assume probably not. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm I just I think it's great. And to be perfectly honest, as much as I'm a fan of the stickler and tradition and and I like that AEW for the most part sticks with those things. This needs to be the main event of the show. Like it just <laughs> it does. It does. And I'm all about the title. I think that should be the most important thing in your company. But every now and then I think there's something that's bigger than it. And it's not John Cena. But I think every now and then there's something bigger, like, you know, the retirement match with Shawn mm-hmm. Michaels. That, that yeah. is one of the first I think that I don't know if it was, but I think that might have been the first ever non-titled main event in WrestleMania. I'm not exactly sure, but I think it probably was, Um, you know, so, and, and I think this is one of those. I think this should be the main event because nothing is going to top this. So why not just make the main event? Um, Yeah, that's going to be awesome. I don't know if there's anything yeah, you want yeah, to add I, about it. Yeah, no, I mean, I just, I, I agree. And like, if I'm paying to see a ticket to the show and I see CM Punk wrestle for the first time in seven years and win and shake hands with Darby Allen, and then they're like, and coming up next, it's Christian Cage. Like, I might just leave. Yeah. I might just beat traffic. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> well, with the, I don't think there's anything else to say about the Punk match. Like, I, I've said this before. I would pay $200 to watch him wrestle live because I've never gotten to do that before. Yep. So, like, everything else on this shard – everything else on this card is a bonus for me mm-hmm. and is a better deal than what I would be willing to pay. So that's fine. Yep. With the Kenny match, it's one of those things where like the income, the, the outcome is so not in doubt is so abundantly clear what they're going to do that you have to have the match and the result be something compelling for the story going forward. Yeah. And if not, then what are we doing here? Cause I'm not going to be invested in a match where like, not only do I know who's going to win, but I just I just don't even care about seeing it play out. So, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. Like I said, if he squashes him, that's I I like that choice. I'm into that. I don't think they're going to do it. Whatever. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, then we have the women's title match. Another match with absolutely zero build. Britt Baker and Chris Statlander. Uh, Chris Statlander came back. hadn't really done anything hmm. much. Um, I think yeah. she's probably been wrestling on dark and getting wins. Um. I mean, like, I think this is another situation where I think this will be a good match. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't care about any of it, but, I mean, I like Britt Baker and I like Chris Statlander, so, like, I'm fine with it because, you know, I, I think I think they'll put on a good match. I don't see the title coming off of Britt Baker, so that part Can doesn't I... really matter. But mm-hmm. yeah. Here's the problem, Mark, and I, like, again, I'm not a I, – I don't think I'm a casual wrestling fan. I think I follow it more than a lot of people who watch WWE or AEW. I didn't know that was the title match. Yeah, I think it was just – I don't even know if it that was announced seems, on one of the shows. Like I don't even know when it problem. was. But, um, that is a problem. How have they not cut a single promo on one another until right now? Like, right. Like I said, there's where this Statlander has been – came in and made a save for somebody. Yeah, that's happened a couple times. But that's it. But That's yeah, not but enough, that's dude. No. Talk about one another. Get in a fight. Do something. 
By the yep. way, and this is not – you complained about AEW fans a little earlier. I'm real sick of y'all cheering for Britt Baker all the time. I know she's good. We all know she's good. We don't cheer for MJF. Right. Let them do this. Stop yep. derailing the show. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. Um, it doesn't help, though, when your own company is promoting her as the hometown hero in a show a couple yeah. weeks ago, which I still yeah, think is that stupid. Was, but, like, I it's going to happen, and yeah. that's fine. But don't, like, make it – anyway, it's just – don't it's it's one of those of things like, look, we all know we all know wrestling's fake. You don't need to rub our faces in it. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, that part of the fun, especially with a company like AEW, is it's good enough that we respect it enough. Mm-hmm. We will buy into their kayfabe stuff and we will boo the heels, even though they're our favorites, because it's more fun when you can do that. Yeah. And then they do crap like that where you're like, you're just cutting the legs off of your own product there doing some of that stuff. And I know they're trying to make her a big star because their women's division needs that. And I totally understand. Yeah. But, uh, but you can't do that at the expense of the poor baby yeah. face who has to go out there yep. and wrestle her on that show in Pittsburgh. You exactly. Just get murdered exactly. and buried by the presentation of the show to boot. Yep. You know what's funny is obviously we've – you know, more than half of this podcast has been like the run of this podcast, not this episode, has been criticizing WWE for different things. Yep. It's fun to get to the point where we're like AEW is going so far in the other direction that they are also making mistakes. That's right. very fun. <laughs> like WWE famously never lets people win in their hometown. And like you can just know that Britt Baker's gonna get cheered in Pittsburgh and yeah. just kind of let it happen and maybe book a show that caters to that, ever fight another heel, whatever. Mm-hmm. without like acknowledging it all in kayfabe and acting like she's not a bad person. In yeah. Kayfabe. It's just anyway, it's the fact that I just now realized that's a title match is, is irritating. And yep. here's the thing. It's not going to get better if you don't give the women she's fighting any chance to like shine on their own, which right. I feel like they haven't. It's yeah, just not the a Britt lot. Baker show. Yeah, pretty so much. Who, let's, let's, let me segue into the other thing I wanted to talk about, which is I don't know if this is next on the card or not, but the women's is it a casino battle royal or is it just a battle royal? I think it's a casino battle the royal. The women the multi women brouhaha to see who loses to Britt Baker next. Mm-hmm. Um I, listen, I like women's wrestling. I like a lot of the women on this roster. I think this is, this could be a pretty bad match. I just don't yeah. know if they have the talent to do a lot entertaining here. And Mark, I swear to God, if Nyla Rose wins this match, <laughs> I'm going to lose it. I'm going to be so done. Uh, that would be, Who that would be Who's funny. in it? Who is in I it? I don't care. I don't care. Like, I, I, don't, I, just, I don't care. Oh, my word, dude. I'm going to... I'm going to lose just it. Have it Maybe be Tay, it'll be, have it just be Tay Conti. Why not? I was going to say, yeah, that's that's who it needs to be. Just be Tay Conti. Just somebody who's like fun. cool and likable and probably isn't going to win, but will yeah. like be a different face in the main event. Cause, yeah, yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> okay. And please be that's a baby face. Please be that. a baby face. Britt Baker needs a baby face to wrestle against. Mm. So mm. anyway, uh, Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros in a cage match for the tag team titles. I'm yeah, that'll be a car this. crash. That'll I think this fun. will be fun. This is a type of situation where the dumbass Young Bucks thing works, works. And <laughs> so it should be fun. Um, when they kick out of 37 finishing moves, will ruin it for me. And then I then I will hate mm-hmm. the match. But until that mm-hmm. happens, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. And I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Um, so, you know. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, the sounds Young Bucks good. are keeping the titles. I don't see them dropping them right now. They're, yeah. I'm, they're, they're, there's nothing going yet. 
So <laughs> there's no reason for them to drop it. Unless you have some sort of angle, there's no reason to drop right. the titles right now. So that's fine. Um, Chris Jericho versus MJF. We've talked about that already. <laughs> we don't <laughs> care. I, I'm sure the match will be fine because both these guys are great. Um, I swear if Jericho keeps cheating again, I'm just so confused. I'm just so confused yep. with Jericho, man. Like I said, I didn't mention this. Jericho, <laughs> we mentioned this last week. He's wrestling like a heel, treated and booked like a babyface. On the first Rampage, he's a commentator, 100% going like over and above heel commentary. Yeah. And then on this Rampage, 100% babyface commentary. Like, I don't know what's going on with Chris Jericho. I don't even know. Someone's... Jericho's better than this. Like, you're better than this, man. You're one of the best. You should not be acting this stupid with your own character. Like, I just don't get it. But, uh... It's fine. Again, this... A lot of... The, the theme of All Out is the build-up sucks or isn't there... But the match will probably be good. That's like the buildup with this all-out card. Yeah. And that's this is another example. It's dumb. Everything about it is dumb. I don't care at all. Jericho is going to win, and it ruins the whole feud for MJF. And it's going to be really stupid. But the match itself in between the bell will probably be good. Um yeah, I mean, this is just like the this is like the main event. Like I said, if if you're going to make the story something that's not compelling. Either because it's just not in the case of Kenny and Christian, or because you got it out of the way too. You know what would be the, the best case match. scenario here, to be honest, and it's still stupid. Don't get me wrong. There's no good scenario with any of this. Um, okay. Jericho loses, and then he 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 goes on like a Baron Corbin thing, where he's like going to Tony Khan, like, "Can I please wrestle again?" Like for several <laughs> weeks. That would be hilarious. That would be fun. That's the only thing I think I would I might enjoy with that, but he's not going to do that. So. Well, yeah, you know, it doesn't well, matter. But I think that'd be very funny. We talked about this feud a lot, but what's going to be even stupider is when he wins and then they never fight again. Because, yep. you know what I mean? Like, there's no way MJF would take that lying down, but either he will and they'll just ignore it and move on to some other storyline, which is stupid, or he'll ask for a rematch and he won't get it, which is even stupider, or he will get it and they'll just keep fighting, which is maybe the stupidest possible option. So, yeah, yeah. but like I said, like if you're going to have so little interest in this storyline and in this feud and in this match for me, then you have to make the result and the, the, the story to come something very compelling. Yep. And the only thing that I can think of them doing that would, that would fit that bill is if they did do some sort of double turn where by the end it's like, no, no, Jericho is a brat who who can't let the glory days go and will cheat to win and is going to go on one last like desperate crazy run but yeah. they're not going to try to do that and I don't think they could pull it off if they try no, I don't point. think so either uh all right uh the women's casino battle royale we pr- oh, we already talked about that so I don't care um oh apparently there's a rumor about about Ruby Riot showing up so oh there we go okay now that that could be fun that would be great. That Although I wish I just want I want Thunder Rosa. That would also be cool. It, but I know. still see. Here's the thing. I still want to see Thunder Rosa like beat Britt Baker. Yes. And I, I feel like it's still too early in her run for Thunder Rosa mm. to get that shot. So yeah, that, let Ruby Riot fair. come in. Let Ruby Soho come in. It'll be a huge moment. They'll have a good feud. 
people will actually cheer for her against Britt Baker, which is maybe yeah. the biggest reason to have her win this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. you know what? I'm I'm kind of way more excited about this match now because you're absolutely right. That That's going to be a banger if that happens. Yeah, that would be fun. Uh, Paul White, QT Marshall, we don't care. Um, and um, John Moxley versus uh, uh, Satoshi Kojima. That's the guy who he called out. Uh, he's a legendary sure. Japanese wrestler. So cool. Sure. I, I, I'm sure it'll be just a hard hitting barn burner of a match and will be fun to watch. So mm-hmm. that's fine. I got no issues with that. And then a uh, match we completely didn't talk about because they have completely not talked about it for the most part on Dynamites. Andrade versus Pack, which is going to be. Whoa, are you serious? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, they, yeah. they've done awesome. promos like because Chavo Guerrero is the new spokesperson for. Andrade, which is great. Thank you so much, AEW, for that. Um, good Lord, I still don't understand why they didn't. Anyway, that that's it's neither here nor there. They fixed their mistake, and that's that's the way to go. But um, they, they've they basically done nothing to build this up. I'm not really sure why they're wrestling each other. I think, like, I think it's because Andrade tried to recruit Lucha Bros to join yeah, him. That and is what it was. Pac is like, uh, no. So, yeah, like, fine, good. That's a better build up than the title match. There's a reason. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm into that. I forgot about this match, too, but I'm very excited. Yeah, for that. they put awesome. this completely on the back burner. It's gotten almost no airtime. Um, they've put they've very little promo segments and very little mention outside of yeah. that. But as far as wrestling match goes, this might be the best match on the card. There's a very good chance that this could be the best wrestling match yeah. that we'll see on this show. Yeah. And I'm super I'm all for it. Like, this is great. Uh, Andrade versus Pack and Andrade's, you know, first big match in AEW. This is, that's awesome. I think this is. I'm I'm super pumped for this. So yeah, definitely. I mean, Andrade's gonna win. Andrade's gonna win. But which is a shame because I mean, you talk about a guy underutilized in AEW. There's been several. Mm-hmm. But Pack is right up there. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, some of the more underutilized guys. And I know he got derailed with COVID big time, um, mm-hmm. living in living in England. But um. Or wherever in Great Britain he lives, but um, it's yeah, it's it's Newcastle in England. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, I was like, I didn't want to offend the Welsh people or anything like that, but um, a- apparently, sorry, I only know that because the uh, Cultaholic guys, the other wrestling content I follow, they're all from Newcastle, which is like right on the border of Scotland. Okay, so they're huge fans of him. They're like he's like their hometown boy, but apparently, <laughs> on one WWE show, Michael Cole described it as a short drive north of london and they were like that's just that's such a lie <laughs> like that's such a lie because nobody in america knows where we live but it Although, would be, to be fair like driving... i feel like everything in great britain is a short drive i like, mean i don't think it's it's not still, that big of a place Harris. It, it would be it's it's still like a seven hour six hour drive like it's not it compared really? to what you've driven around yes but like i'm gonna look it up no it's it's not like it's not like it's the suburbs of London. Oh like yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, see sure, Scotland. Sure, <laughs> sure. Newcastle. All right, let's look at it. I'm gonna look this up. Oh, geography, ladies and gentlemen. Like we're this going, episode isn't long enough. We're going to London to Newcastle. It was really funny because when he was shooting all his comeback promos, occasionally on their podcast, they'd be like, "Yeah, that was really distracting." Which Newcastle is it? There's like nine different Newcastles. It's Newcastle upon Tyne. Okay. Which that's yeah. the weirdest name ever okay so it's about it's uh just under five hours yeah. which is it's uh, now to be fair 
That is basically the length of England. Yeah. It's now, the entire like country. I said, it's not that big of a place. Like our state is bigger than England. Um, yeah. But, but in comparison, it's on the other side of the freaking country. So no, it is not right. anywhere close to, to London. Right. Um, right. At all. It's closer to Glasgow than it is yeah. to, uh, to, to London. Um, anyway, that's a derail thing. I think that's the last match. Okay. All right, that's it for the all out. Cool. Preview. So right. yeah, basically like a lot of the build has been disappointing. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's probably going to be a fun show. Yeah. Matches themselves should be good. So, you know, that's fun. It's too bad. The stories suck with 90% of them, but, uh, the matches themselves are pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think the only I'm trying to think is there one match that it doesn't have a definitive winner like that we already know ahead of time. The, the Omega Christian one Cage that obvious. We just about. CM Punk Darby Allen obvious. Britt Baker Chris Statlander obvious. Young Bucks <laughs> Lucha Bros obvious. Chris Jericho MJF obvious. Andrade Pack obvious. The Battle Royal no. Paul White QT Marshall. That one. John Moxley, yeah. John Moxley, <laughs> Saito Kojima. Uh that one maybe. Because I'm not, I'm not, and Big Show, I'm not that's too, the... I, I didn't even mention it. Um, uh, I don't know enough about Kojima. I don't know if that, if he could potentially be, I just don't see Moxley losing to a New Japan wrestler on an AEW show yeah, like agreed. that. So the only possible thing that we don't for sure know the ending is the Women's Casino Battle Royal. <laughs> I think you are giving, I think you're giving QT Marshall entirely too much credit. I, I, don't, I don't even mention it. I don't even care. His way out of a wet paper bag. To me, that match doesn't even exist. I, I kind of hope he and Big Show form a tag team. Let's <laughs> just, let's just steer right into this. <laughs> uh, whatever. All right. That's it. We've talked long enough. Follow us anyway. on uh, Twitter at behind underscore gorilla and Instagram at behind underscore gorilla. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand. And I'm Matt Harris Wilson. So go do that. And that'll be fun, maybe. Uh, all right, any final thoughts, Harris? Um, yeah, if you follow me this week, you're going to see me tweet a lot about college football in the next few weeks. So just brace yourself for that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. All right, that does it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next Woo. time after All Out.